Hi, everybody. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. We got the giggles today, but it's because we're so happy to have released our first episode and we got such good feedback from our listeners and we're so grateful. So um, one of the messages that we got really stood out to us and really kind of showcases the reason why we want to do this podcast. So Irene is going to share. Yeah, like I, we both got so many messages from people and it was just very encouraging and really nice. We did not expect that at all. And it's, it's just so encouraging. This is something that we are passionate about and love. And it's nice that people are listening. So thank you guys so much. Uh, One of these, we got messages from friends, from family, from acquaintances, from coworkers, and from some strangers too. So one of these messages I'm just going to read out. um, He says, if you didn't know, my wife and two of my three kids are bipolar. I so appreciate what what you're doing. Also, having worked in the prison system for most of my adult life, I know what you're talking about with the weird sense of humor that becomes your pressure release valve. Marvelous stuff. Thank you. So thank you very much for writing that. We got like this one stood out to me mainly because I don't know this person very well. And I did not know that his family, like I see him once in a while and we've had We've talked a few times, but I just I had no idea that his family struggled with these types of mental illness. And that just kind of proves to us and um, drives home the point that everybody is affected by mental health. Yeah. And also that it just takes one person to open the door of conversation and you'd be surprised at like he probably would have never said anything if somebody else didn't bring it up. But since you brought it up, now I feel comfortable sharing. And that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Or that's kind of my goal here is let's just talk about it. We're all thinking about it and dealing with it anyway. And I think just being open and honest and being a safe space for other people to do the same is the only way to chip away at this stigma. Yes. So we just wanted to come on here and say a couple words before we jump into the episode. So here you go, guys. Welcome back to That's Not Crazy podcast. You're here for episode two. And before we get into today's topic, we're going to do our highs and lows. So Molly, do you want to go first? I guess I will. Um, My low for the week was probably just feeling overwhelmed because I loaded my plate up with a lot of responsibilities and convinced myself that every single one of them needed to be done immediately. (laughs) And then I crashed. So that just made me feel tired and overwhelmed and stressed and mad at myself for loading up my plate too full. Yeah, we were going to record last week and we decided not to and just go to the beach instead. And I'm so glad we did that. Yeah. Because it was very overwhelming. It was just like yeah. so necessary. 
Like I couldn't get through a sentence without crying about nothing in particular. It was just like one of those couple of days where it was like, you're fine until someone's like, how are you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like one thing after another too, like with moving and just starting a new job, starting a new program with school. Yes. All of that. Uh, Everything. It was just like a snowball of overwhelm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, starting my new job, my new old job, I got my previous job back that I had about a year ago working in hospice. And I'm so excited about that. It was so nice to see my old friends. And that made me feel grateful and appreciated, respected for the work that I do. Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah, I like that. Um, especially coming from a place where you have worked in the past uh, somewhere else that you weren't feeling very appreciated. And so coming back somewhere where you do, I think that is really nice. Yeah. I mean, I've had so many jobs over the years and not one of them has made me feel as fulfilled as this one does. Yeah. So that's really nice and great for my overall mental health when you have a job that you like going to every day. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that. So my low this week was also, I think, feeling overwhelmed and like working too much. So between working in hospice and at the mental health hospital, I probably was up for over 30 hours. Yeah. Maybe more. You're a machine. I didn't mean for it to happen that way. And I just overloaded my plate too. And got overwhelmed. I started to feel very anxious because I had been up for too long, just working too many hours, dealing with too much like very hard situations where I had patients who had terminal agitation, which is at the end of life, there's nothing that helps with that type of agitation. Like they're pulling on everything, pulling catheters out, pulling their oxygen out. Think of the worst agitation and times that by 10. Yeah. My night was with that, and then I went into the mental health hospital the next day, which was just a lot that day. Um, Thankfully, I have a really great team there that they saw I was tired, and they just totally helped out with everything, and everybody just works together really well. And I'm not usually like that when I go in there. So that was... you like sorry but you like got off your night shift and took a nap in the car for an hour and then went to your day shift I'm like whoa yeah (laughs) yeah I don't like that and I don't like doing that and I I put myself in that situation and I shouldn't have so anyway just being up for so long made me very anxious and I started like rethinking everything about my life like who do I think I am what do I think I'm doing making a podcast and then (laughs) Just like every other aspect, I'm I'm an Enneagram coach and I'm thinking, why why did I do that? Like, who do I think I am being an Enneagram coach? What, p- people are going to come to me and ask me about the Enneagram? Yeah. And then <laughs> I totally felt that when you talked about that earlier. I was like, yeah, that's how I feel. I was sitting in my orientation for psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner school and I was like, okay, girl, like someone's going to come to you and get therapy. And like, you're going to know about medicines and you're going to prescribe stuff to people like calm down, go sit down somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that whole anxiety, imposter syndrome, which is our topic today was just tenfold during that time of not sleeping, 
not eating right because when I'm not sleeping, I just grab whatever I want to eat, have all the muffins, just <laughs> you need to stay awake. So just feeling like crap and just how that affects my it's brain. It's great that you can recognize, okay, I'm feeling a certain way. Well, what's been going on in my life? Oh, I haven't been sleeping. I've been working too much. I haven't been eating right. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big part. Once you recognize your feelings to also be able to recognize how is your lifestyle, your routine contributing to those things. And then maybe mm -hmm. you can learn to make adjustments for yourself. Yeah, that's usually like the main things in my life. If I'm not getting enough sleep, exercise or eating well, which all sounds so simple, but are so hard to make a habit. Mm -hmm. And I know every, I know most people feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> like I have some friends who come to me about what they're experiencing when they're stressed out. And my first questions usually are, are you sleeping? Are you, what are you eating? Have you been going on walks, moving your body? <laughs> I feel like I'm being attacked right now. <laughs> I just got called out so hard. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you, but that's funny. <laughs> my high this week would be just connecting with my husband and having just really good conversations with him over the last few days. Starting this podcast has been a huge um conversation starter for us. I started a blog and I'm going to be posting my blog this week. So that's a little scary for me because it's very revealing and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But he read it and he was very encouraging about it. And that made me feel really happy and inspired to keep writing. So yeah, a good segue into our topic for the week after we were talking about imposter syndrome. Uh, I think we were both feeling it to some extent over the last few days. I was feeling it so much that we had to cancel our recording for it because I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. I don't even know who I'm trying to fool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to start off with talking about what is imposter syndrome. So we can link the articles that I um, drew these quotes from and this data from. Um, the first one is from Harvard Business Review at hbr.org, and they say imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. Yeah, it's a pretty good description. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing is like, this feeling like at any given moment, somebody's going to find out that I don't know what the hell I'm doing, who hired me, who put me in charge of this. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough education. I don't have enough experience. There's no way that little old me could be successful at this thing. Yeah. And I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about how it's it usually defines something that women are experiencing. Interesting. Yeah. But it does affect men and women. Sure. Um, and this is not a diagnosable disease, even though it does sound like a yeah, disease, right. is imposter syndrome. <laughs> well, and then that's part of it, too, because something I read along those lines saying that it's used against, for lack of a better word, women more than it is men. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it does sound like an illness or a disease just is another one of the ways that they're like, the man's trying to keep us down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
how women are psychologically affected to believe that there's something wrong with them. And if you're high achieving, we don't like to see that. So we're going to try to make you feel bad about it. So this next thing I saw was some of the common signs of imposter syndrome. So these include self-doubt, an inability to realistically assess your competence and skills, attributing your success to external factors, berating your performance, fear that you won't live up to expectations, overachieving, sabotaging your own success, self-doubt, setting very challenging goals, and feeling disappointed when you fall short. Mm. I feel like when I pasted that into my notes, I was like, every single one of these, I feel. Right now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, not today, but a few days ago when I was having a moment, I was in, like, my, I was having an imposter syndrome episode. (laughs) And I don't know, specifically, probably setting very challenging goals and then feeling disappointed when you fall short. Like I said earlier, I overload my plate. I'm going to do all of these things because I can. Mm -hmm. But distinguishing I can versus I should or, you know, yes, I physically can or I have the knowledge to be able to. I know how to. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that it's a good idea to do all those things? Or is it possible within the given time frame that I've allotted myself? And if just because it is doesn't mean I should. Yeah. Um, So that's something that I'm learning. I have to learn how to delegate to myself and recognize when I'm giving myself too many things. I love that. (laughs) Like, girl, she can't handle all this. Pump the brakes a little bit. Just give her one little thing at a time. (laughs) That hits home for me. Delegating to yourself. I love that. Like, I wouldn't tell anybody else to do all that stuff in one week. So why am I doing that? Yes. Oh, man, that's so good. While you were explaining that, I was thinking about when I first became a nurse and got my first nursing job, I was so into it and I loved it. I worked four days a week, 10 hour shifts, had every weekend off. It was so great. And I loved it. And I didn't feel imposter syndrome at that point. But shortly after, my boss got fired. And I kept thinking, you know what, I could do this and manage and supervise like these 30 employees and do the nursing duties that I've been doing because I'm like killing it at this nursing stuff. And I could be a supervisor now. I was 23. (laughs) (laughs) And they let me be the supervisor. I remember that time and I was like, dang, Irene's big shit these days. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I was working nonstop. And during that whole time, Like at first I was doing all right. And then it's all started crashing down on me. Like I'm way too young. All this negative self-talk. I'm a brand new nurse. I'm way too young. Why did they do this? Why did they let me do this? It was a lot of responsibility and I didn't feel like I was equipped to do it, but I didn't want to show that. So I kept like doing more and more at the facility, I kept trying to please the bosses. So every time they wanted to change something, I would say yes to that. And it was overwhelming to me. I didn't want to disappoint my employees. So every time somebody wanted a vacation or a day off, I would say yes to it and I would work it for them. So I was doing way too much. That wasn't my responsibility until I finally just like shut down. And it's getting to the point where I feel like I wasn't doing the training that I should have been doing to equip the employees 
to succeed. So the bosses kept wanting to change things and I would say yes to it. And then I would do some training, but not enough mm-hmm. to the employees, um, training them in, in the, all these new procedures. And it was like every week it was a new procedure. Irene, what do you think about this? Should we do this? I, we think it's a great idea. And I'm like, well, sure. Yeah, I'll do that because I was too scared to stand up for myself and stand up for my team and stand because it, that imposter syndrome well, let me do this because they want me to. And I need to show them that I can do this. Yeah. Prove yourself. Yeah. And um, it it got so bad to where one of the employees ended up getting fired. Actually, I still feel really guilty about it. And I feel so bad about it where I was responsible for that whole team. And some people got fired because of maybe the lack of training. I just remember I didn't have the language of imposter syndrome at that time. I didn't have enough self-awareness at that time to call it what it was to people pleasing, codependency, (laughs) (laughs) all of those things. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound like a victim in this, but like allowing that to happen, allowing people to walk all over me, basically. Yeah. I think my entire early 20s were spent letting people walk all over me and then wondering, why is my life falling apart? Oh, because I haven't stuck up for myself in yeah. anything ever. <laughs> the boundaries, like yeah. setting those boundaries. And it would have been so much easier had I gone into that position with understanding what boundaries are and practicing those things. Um, it wasn't until my late 20s that I started really practicing boundaries within my professional life. And learning to advocate for yourself. Yeah. And learning that advocating for yourself is okay and necessary and like you just have to it's just necessary because as awful as this might sound nobody else is going to do it and people especially employers I feel like at least toxic employers will do whatever you allow them to do and Mm -hmm. until you you know raise your hand and say hey this isn't working for me or I can't do this or I need some help or some training or something then yeah, I think you'll get stuck in that spiral. Yeah. And I felt like that for so many years. I was in that position for almost five years. So I mean, I wasn't terrible at it because I was there for five years. However, I was terrible at it because I felt so bad for feeling overwhelmed. And I felt so bad for feeling this unworthiness in that position that I allowed so much of that, that toxic behavior to happen. Yeah. Another kind of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Exactly. So I think where I might be getting it right now, I mean, I'm in my 30s, mid 30s. And I think where I'm getting it right is in doing this podcast. I don't even call it imposter syndrome. It's just, it's hard to start new things like different areas of my life. But this podcast is one of them. Mm -hmm. It's hard to start new things. And it's going to feel weird. And like we talked about last week, just do it and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And part of our whole mission here is to encourage people to be vulnerable to be fully themselves, no matter how that looks or how it feels or how it feels to other people. And if we're really going to do that, then we have to walk the walk as well. And this is really hard for us. We don't know what we're doing. We've never done a podcast before. So of course, it's going to be weird and uh-huh. And you listen to your voice back on the microphone. You're like, Oh, God, is that really what I sound like? Or not not even that I'm sorry for interrupting okay. your thought. But 
just being so open and honest about where we've gotten things wrong and the things that we've done in our lives, that's hard to do on a on something so public. Yeah. Even while I'm speaking out loud, I'm thinking, oh gosh, what if so-and-so from the fourth grade hears this and then they find out that I'm talking about them? <laughs> or, you know, what yeah. if one of my old employers hears this and thinks that, you know, I'm bad-mouthing them or something mm-hmm. like that. But it just takes practice and takes getting used to. And that's yeah. just part of the gig. Yeah. I think what, just to reiterate what we talked about last time, like we're human, we're all human. We have fears, we have doubts. Um, another good thing to think about is talking about what those fears are and saying those things out loud. Yeah. And like you said, don't overwork to overcompensate. Yeah. And I find like we talked about a little bit earlier, recognizing your feelings and then trying to figure out, okay, what's going on in my life right now? Or, you know, kind of bring yourself back to the present moment or back to reality. So I find if I'm in the middle of a imposter syndrome storm, I stop myself if I think, okay, I'm going into this nurse practitioner program who do I think I am? I'm a hospice nurse. What? I don't know anything about that. I'm a psych nurse. How could I even call myself that? What do I know about any of that stuff? Mm-hmm. And I can spin out on all of these negative feelings about myself. And then I stop and say, okay, what's true? Mm-hmm. And what's true is I'm a very accomplished nurse. I've been in this field for over 10 years. I've worked with some very serious behavioral health issues in state prison and um, inpatient addiction treatment and such. I've done the work. I've done the work professionally, just going to a job every day. I've done the work on myself, trying to figure out how to be a better person Mm -hmm. and how to be a better version of myself. I have a lot of knowledge And I have a big thirst for seeking more knowledge. So if there's something I don't know, I can learn it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I just really want to do all these things. I really want to work in hospice. I really want to do a podcast and share our stories. And at the end of the day, if I want to and I can, then that's all that really matters. Yeah. And I think stepping back too and looking at the bigger picture of things is helpful where I messed up in the past and got it wrong is I wanted this ideal version of myself right this minute and that that I knew that wasn't who my ideal version was at that minute so then I felt like an imposter Mm. so instead of looking at what it is that I want and I want it right now and I'm going to pretend I'm those things right now and not being those things right now um, instead of doing that just taking a step back and saying, okay, this is where I'm heading. And this is where I'm, this is what I'm working towards. And what can I do today to work towards that goal? Yeah. And it's this interesting distinction that you bring up. Are you in fact pretending and you truly don't know what you're doing and you're just trying to Mm. skate by and skate under the radar and hope it all works out? Or do you actually know and are you actually qualified and do you have what it takes and you just feel insecure about it or you feel like somebody's gonna find out that you're a complete 
fake yeah. or phony or imposter. I mean, that's so, my whole, that's my MO. That's my life. If I'm not doing everything right, right now, I'm going to be found out. And yeah. I know that's not like I have the wherewithal now and the self-awareness now to know like, no, that's not, that's not a way to function. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things I tell myself all the time and I tell my friends too, nobody's thinking about you. Yeah. The best part about it, you're worried about what people think. And the best part is they're not thinking about you. So yeah. that helps too when I'm feeling this way. Yeah. I think we covered a lot on imposter syndrome. Yeah. Clearly read... it's a, a trigger for us, I think, or we're like in the middle of feeling like that. So, And we have enough tools to fight against it and yes. work against it. Yes. I think a good tip if you're struggling with something like this is to maybe make a bullet point list of all the things that you have accomplished and sometimes seeing it on paper. I know for me, I forget all the things that I've done to get myself here and mm -hmm. all of the accomplishments because I feel like I accomplish one and then I'm okay on to the next thing on to the next and I mm -hmm. keep climbing the ladder and you just see like the big hill in front of you and never turn back around to see wow I've covered a lot of ground already and mm -hmm. that should be celebrated mm -hmm. yeah uh one of my friends said something about cultivating the pause which I love that just taking a pause when you feel that happening and looking back at, okay, what have I accomplished right now? What have I, what can I be proud of? Yeah. I love that. Cool. Um, so maybe this week for homework, do that. You guys look back at what you have accomplished. Yeah. And write it all down and see if that doesn't help you get out of that imposter syndrome spiral if that's something you struggle with, because I have a lot of friends that don't even know what this <laughs> criminal deranged yeah. disease is. <laughs> yeah. And if you have any other tips or tricks or things that you like to do, find us on Instagram at that's not crazy podcast and let us know. Yeah. We'll post something on there to um, ask you guys a question and you guys could get back to us if imposter syndrome affects you and some tips on how to get out of that spiral.